Hi, welcome to TV Time with Katie. I'm Katie, and this is my TV Watch Along and Recap Podcast. I sure do watch a lot of television, and I have no one to talk to about it. I've been making my way through the first season of Vampire Diaries, but before I talk about that show, I'm going to talk about my show! I'm recording from a closet in my living room, mainly because my bedroom is on the street side and it's even louder over there. Um, I hope this will be a good setup and that my neighbors can't hear me recording multiple takes. Speaking of which, I am officially reading my recaps off of a script. This is where I underestimated how quickly I'd be able to get new episodes out. As far, or excuse me, as I was uh, switching to this method, I was able to talk faster, resulting in my episodes getting shorter, so I decided I have to talk more now! Okay, well hopefully it will still be mostly of merit, but anyway, um, another big thank you to you if you made it this far. I even considered starting over, but oh my god, I cannot watch the first couple fucking episodes of Vampire Diaries again. <laughs> so, my episodes will hopefully be more consistent from now on. And with that said, let's get on with the show. <laughs> okay, show info. Today, we're watching The Vampire Diaries, episodes 7 and 8, but right now, we're gonna stick to 7. Alright, the title of the episode is haunted it aired on october 29th 2009 it's written by kevin williamson and julie pleck and directed by ernest r dickerson and oh my god okay it has come to my attention that my writer's credits could be wrong i was getting my info from the frontish page on the episode page from imdb and it always said kevin and julie but if you like click into the box you know there's possibly additional credits so i just want to throw the ones i missed right here you know from now on i will be grabbing the information from the episode that i'm watching like a normal person okay episodes one and two seem to actually be written by Kevin and Julie. Episode three was written by Barbie Kligman and Brian Holtman. Episode four was written by Andrew Kreisberg and Brian Young. Episode five was written by Sean Raycraft and Gabrielle Stanton. And episodes six and seven were credited to Kevin and Julie. Okay, so sorry about that. All right, new characters. In this episode, we finally get a true intro for Grams. So she's Bonnie's grandmother, of course. She teaches the occult <laughs> at the university and is completely fine with the townspeople thinking herself a witch. Because, like, witches don't really exist, so whatever, right? All right, recap time. Let's get to the recap. I love the recap. Okay, it's our first Halloween episode, but... We just want our characters to have fun in costumes at the party tonight. I put the butt at the wrong place. But <laughs> newly turned vampire Vicky is in attendance. All right. She's been giving Stefan's diet an honest go, but can't help herself after biting Jeremy's lip. It's a big fight, resulting in Elena getting seriously injured and Stefan impaling Vicky. Hmm. Jeez. All this time, Stefan's been asking her to be a vegetarian, and then he goes and serves her up a big ol' steak. 
Hey, so remember that stone that Damon stole from the Founder's Ball? Well, Caroline lent it to Bonnie along with a witch costume, and Bonnie did not find that amusing. But Damon tried to make a grab for the necklace, and it burned his hand. Maybe Bonnie, you know, doesn't know what Damon is, but anything that burns when it touches you is probably not a good thing. She skedaddled on over to Graham's house, where she learned the stone is actually a witch's talisman, and it belonged to her ancestor, a witch named Emily. And it was an educational day for Damon, too. (laughs) While at the grill, he weaseled his way over to Carol Lockwood's table, and they discussed vampires over drinks. He learns Carol and her husband cannot be compelled because they are taking vervain, and slides into his new role of helpful vervain vendor vampire vexer. Everyone's pretty upset about what happened to Vicky, especially Jeremy, so Elena asks the Salvatore boys if they can make him forget to which only Damon can. Elena wishes she could forget too, but that would mean losing how she feels about Stefan. But tonight's been hell, so she goes inside, leaving Stefan alone on the porch. And that's everything that happened today in the town of Mystic Falls. Okay, right at the top. Tyler's back! And you know what? I almost missed him. He's even mostly nice in this episode. Oh, also this episode is called Haunted, and Vicky looks like a ghost. <laughs> that's all. That's the note. Okay. Um, uh, this episode also has people going flying again. Marco Siega, is that you? No. Ernest R. Dickerson. Well, Ernest likes big action, too. Um, so both Tyler and Elena go flying in this episode, yet are surprisingly mostly okay. Like, that would shatter me like glass, okay? But anyway, it's a school day, and Elena is at the Salvatore house. Hmm, hmm. Don't tell Jeremy, but his sister's a hypocrite. But she has good reason. She's there to, quote, check on Vicky. (laughs) But I can't help but wonder if it's more about spending time with Stefan. (laughs) I... Also don't know if this helps Jeremy because she wants to keep Vicky away from him, but I'm sure Elena's presence alone is just a constant reminder of where Vicky would rather be. Plus, Vicky doesn't really even like Elena. Certainly not anymore. She's had the not good enough speech ready, just like she accused Elena of, but now she likes Elena even less because Elena dumped Matt broke her brother's heart, you know, and he still pines for her. Honestly, Elena should just go to school. (laughs) So, this was Vicky's last episode, and I want to talk about her a bit today, finally. I realized I've been spelling her name wrong. I know it doesn't change the pronunciation, but I've been adding an E at the end. Um, anyway, so Vicky was attempting to follow Stefan's rules, you know, mainly out of the fact that she couldn't leave his house during the day, but I believe she was really trying. Um, so the show calls her an addict, so I will keep that in mind, even though I don't feel smart enough to talk addiction. Um, Stefan says all the emotions of a new vampire blur into one feeling of hunger. I'm sure Vicky is not super eager to have an urge that she has to fight every day. 
Um, I liked her fine on the first watch. I just knew to not get attached to her. Uh, I like that she calls Matt, Maddie. Um, I think that's so cute. But of course, she runs off as soon as Damon lets her out. I mean, I'd run too. I'd vamp run anywhere after learning I could do it. Um, and she goes home. And this is where I start to lose my last bit of liking her. So Vicky, a vampire, cannot enter her own home. But does she freak out? Not our girl. No, she calls Matt over. And maybe I missed it earlier, but based on her reaction, I don't think Stefan or Damon told her this would happen. Um, I personally feel like this is day one vampire shit, but okay. Um, so Matt comes and invites her in. Now, is this vampire instinct? How did she know specifically to not be like, I can't get in or make a big deal to where Matt would see her stuck on the, uh, you know, the other side of some invisible force field. She somehow knew she just needed to wait patiently for him to let her in. And this is where I decided Vicky is a natural bad guy. Um, luckily Matt is a natural good guy. Matt is our golden retriever. He's just a good boy. Um, but how many plates has Vicky broken like that, that Matt's reaction is not bigger? Because my goodness. Okay, so at the grill, Carol Lockwood and Damon are talking vamps, and he tried to compel her, right? So we can, like, blame her alcohol or whatever, and she's, but she's not weirded out by it, right? Um, but I need to know, what does she see? Do his, uh, his pupils move like we see? Anyway, um, so the conversation moves to the investigation and how the party guests were eliminated as suspects. It's, uh, it's a little silly since the Lockwoods were personally inviting everybody in, but I guess that's how strong the daylight rule is. It's simply amazing. Um, so then they get to talking about Zach and how Zach was supposed to be supplying them soon. Zach knew all the details, but... I don't think uh, he had officially started giving or selling the vervain. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, anyway, I love this for Damon. I think it's such a juicy detail in a vampire show. Like, not only do the um, excuse me, not only do the humans have a couple tricks of their own, but one of the vampires is trying to be like a man on the inside. I love it so much. Um, but I'm so sorry. I gotta say one thing about the vervain. It bothered me, um, and I forgot to say it an episode or two ago. I felt like something was out of order. Like, Stefan put, quote, you know, an herb into Elena's necklace, and later we see it was a liquid in a tiny vial. I think the next episode is uh, when, luckily, Uncle Zach shows Stefan his grow setup, and Stefan's like, oh, good, because I used my last bit on Elena, so whew! Um, it felt a little retconny, but, you know, this show will come through with the throwaway explanation lines. I mean, Bonnie's been away for two days, and I know this because she told us. Heart eyes. <laughs> um, also, how far does Vervain go? You know, drinking it obviously goes out of your system, but how long will Elena's necklace juice last? Oh, my dog's here. The Lockwoods only have what his parents left him, and it sounds like they're consuming it. So, anyway. Okay, it's party time. And it's the costume roundup. Gonna, like, I know you probably saw it, but I'm gonna say it. 
So, Matt and Elena are wearing their last year's matching couple costume. Him, like a surgeon, her a nurse. Um, Bonnie and Caroline are witches. And Tyler is what I think is a circa 2007 Gerard Butler vehicle 300 style Spartan. Um, I'll stop if it's in the book because it's um it's definitely a few years late but i can see 300 being tyler's favorite movie um i suppose a generic spartan costume can always be in style as well um especially now but i know it definitely like i know now it doesn't matter um but definitely back then you know i feel like it was very important to have a costume that was relevant to that year like, people would be like, wow, that movie came out two years ago. Did you just see it or what? My boyfriend raised the point that a Spartan is also, like, a chest and ab showing costume. So Tyler can show off if that's what he wants. Um, we can maybe assume Matt can't afford to buy a new costume every year just for a party. And I understand why he's wearing last year's, but I feel like Tyler would buy a new one every year unless he unless he has uh, found that certain special one. So anyway, also Vicky is a vampire. <laughs> and now that uh, everything is done for the night, Elena has her complicated feelings for the Salvatore boys to sort through. This was all Damon's fault, but he's the only one who can compel Jeremy, and she has to be grateful. So, it's good. I love it. Um, now, Elena wishes she could be compelled, too, but she can't lose how she feels about Stefan. And that could mean she loves him, right? But hear me out. Hear me out. It could also mean that she doesn't want to forget to stay away from him. Because if she forgets, she may just see him and fall right back in. Like, she stands no chance with him. She will always fall for him. And she doesn't trust herself unless she remembers how dangerous being in his world can be. Now, that's just, that's me really reading into it. If I, that was me playing devil's advocate. Um, because also, you know, Elena and Matt were giving each other these looks at the party. Is she remembering the good times with sweet, normal, human boy, Matt? Maybe. I mean, I, I love that she has three options. It's crazy. <laughs> I just love it. It's so juicy. Um, so a couple small things that I just couldn't fit anywhere else in the notes. Um, the first time we see Mayor Lockwood at the grill, he like touches that cop on the belly. And then there's a weird like frame rate frame missing right there where he like very quickly like, touches the cop's belly and moves behind the fireplace, I thought for sure, like, we were gonna see Mayor Lockwood is a vampire. Um, Stefan tells Vicky caffeine makes vampires warm. Is it twilight rolls? Are they normally cold? I don't know. Um, also, Vicky, like, has these excited little hops right when Damon's about to take her outside. <laughs> um, and then my last little thingy, um, when... When Bonnie, yes, when Bonnie is saying to Caroline, like, don't be bitter, it provokes wrinkles. Like, as they're walking away, Caroline is checking her forehead. That's so, I love when the actors are doing, like, little things like that. That's so great. So, last thing. Last thing. The superlatives. Best line or moment. I'm gonna say Elena using the word glib. Okay, I had to look it up to be certain. Um, fluent 
and, af- um, excuse me, oh my goodness, what is wrong with me? Fluent and voluble, but insincere and shallow. So fluent, referring to one's ability to express themselves well, and voluble, referring to someone who speaks either quickly or incessantly. Sounds like me right now. Um, so yeah, perfect description, and dang, that's what I didn't like about Logan. You know, he was too smart and he's capable of saying all the right things and not meaning them. So Elena is so smart for saying, for using the word glib. Like that's in her lexicon. She's so smart. Um, best reveal, probably when Bonnie sees the picture of Emily and she's wearing the talisman. I just love Bonnie so much. and I'm so excited to see some vampire witch lore. Um, the woofs are getting farther and further between, is that the phrase? Um, the characters are getting out of their awkward exposition-y and, like, archetype lines, and they can start getting fleshed out. OMG count! Um, I don't think I have an OMG in this episode. Um, but I almost want to start a new count for how many times we watch Elena wake up. I feel like we see it every episode, maybe even multiple times. Um, if it's a thing in, in vampire culture, I ask again, do these vampires need to sleep? Because I feel like it would really only be a thing to show contrast, but we see Stefan sleeping when Damon's messing with his dreams. I don't understand, but don't tell me. <laughs> My heart eyes is uh, maybe seeing Bonnie, Tyler, and Caroline at the party before Elena and Matt got there. Um, just the idea that these three are friends because they're other friends' relationship, even after they've broken up. I, I love any time we see our characters getting to live. Um, and my flame eyes is like, ew. Like, more like a pukey face <laughs> because Vicky's Vicky biting Jeremy's lips and, like, sucking on it. Ew, ew, ew. Alright, well, that's it for this episode. I'm really trying to make sure I get everything, so I'm not, like, sort of re-explaining things in every episode. So sorry this was a long-winded one. Um, I'm going to be releasing a new watch-along between writing these scripts, so hopefully you will see that already. Um, I'm off to work on episode 8, and then we'll be in the new episode order. And I will get back to Buffy after I hit 10 episodes here. So very soon, I promise. Okay, see you in a bit. Welcome back. (laughs) The next episode of Vampire Diaries is uh, season one is episode eight. The title is 162 Candles. (laughs) So this episode aired November 5th, 2009. It is written by Barbie Kligman and Gabrielle Stanton, directed by Rick Bota. And I'm hoping I'm getting the credits right. Um, It seems like IMDb isn't the most accurate when it comes to this section. So I got my information from the episode itself. Um, And new characters! Today we're meeting Lexi, one of Stefan's oldest friends, um, who is also our first vampire from the outside world. Um, We also get a little glimpse of Emily, Bonnie's great, 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 grandmother or something in a dream (laughs) all right it's recap time it's stefan's birthday his 162nd birthday he's still down about elena but his best vamp pal lexi is in town do you like that vamp pal i'm not 
sure how I feel about it now that I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> um, she may not have a daylight ring, but she does have a very close relationship with Stefan that does not go unnoticed by Elena. But that's not the only thing on Elena's mind. She's feeling guilty over keeping secrets from her best friends and family, especially Bonnie, who almost immediately let Elena in on her new telekinetic witch powers. Speaking of witches, Caroline takes a swipe for the talisman and gets shocked. <clears throat> After disappointing Damon again, she turns to some drinks, and Matt Donovan, our good boy, makes sure she gets home safely. Lexi talks to Elena, and it's looking good for Elfin. Wait, do they have a ship name? That's what I'm going to call them. Stelena? Anyway, Damon has a plan to keep the town council off their back, and Lexi pays the ultimate price. Stefan vows to kill Damon, but Elena is worried what this will do to his mental state. Full of rage, Stefan stakes Damon, but purposely misses, sparing him because the town will be unsuspecting now, making them even. Lastly, later that night, Bonnie has a crazy dream and she sees Emily. She wakes up outside the Salvatore crypt, crypt. <laughs> and that cannot be good. But that's everything that happened today in the town of Mystic Falls. Yay! Our first outside vampire. So it's established that Lexi is older and therefore stronger. So once again, Twilight is the outlier and I love it. Either version can make sense to me because I honestly like the new vampire super strength, super strength thing in Twilight, but this show makes it more like strength is coming with wisdom and whatnot, so I like that. Um, but oh my god, Lexi was sleeping in this episode. Do vampires need to sleep or not? Oh my goodness, this show. Anyway, let's talk diet. The Salvatore boys show us two common vampy lifestyles, right? But we now we see Lexi toting around a suitcase full of bagged blood. I personally think that this is a great compromise, provided there isn't a blood shortage. That's a whole can of worms I'm not ready to get into today. <laughs> but Stefan only drinks animal blood because he doesn't think he could stop. And Damon won't touch the stuff because he finds it beneath him. I think Lexi's blood bags are right in between, but it's clear that the human blood just hits different. <laughs> um, Lexi and Stefan both admire each other's restraint, but neither trust themselves consuming from a human, making Damon first, uh, you know, our kill first and ask questions later, Salvatore, the one with the most restraint. We learn pretty quickly that there is nothing going on between Lexi and Stefan, but I was totally not sure which way it was going to go. They have a Simba and Nala dynamic, and the way Stefan and Lexi were in bed and Stefan was putting his shoes on, and when she said he jumped naked into a fountain or something, and then a booty slap right after, I mean, I don't know. They have chemistry, and it's meant to be a little confusing. Um, that's what I think this episode is asking in a small way. Like, Stefan and Elena are breaking, are broken up, so it wouldn't be cheating, but, like, it would probably be a deal-breaker, right? I mean, especially after Stefan tells Lexi all that stuff about Elena, how she's a good person and all that. I love that 
Lexi is basically the audience, though. You know, finally someone besides Damon to be like, oh, really, Stefan? Elena looking like Catherine has nothing to do with your attraction to her, really? <laughs> I love the look that she gives him. But speaking of Lexi calling people out, finally someone points out to Elena that she keeps going over to the Salvatore house. I love Lexi so much. We barely knew thee. Um, and she made such an impact. Um, I know that when she gets taken away, it's supposed to be sad. But I sort of think her vamp face is a little too funny. But, oh my god, I didn't think she'd actually die. No. Alright, a couple small things. Caroline tells... Uh, no, Caroline calls <laughs> Damon Dungeon Boy. And I'm going to try to remember that one. Uh, Caroline is actually keeping a lot of Damon's secrets and she deserves one thing. You know, she deserves to call him a name. Um, I think the cop car that rolls up later at the end of the episode, I think his window is up. So how did he hear that lady very quietly calling for help? Um, and was Michael uh, Trevino or slash Tyler unavailable for this episode. Who was that guy sitting across from Matt and Caroline? <laughs> and last thing, I truly do not know what is up with the talisman. I feel like when it was on Caroline, I got a protection spell vibe, but now that Bonnie is wearing it, I'm getting a soul sucker vibe. Why, why did it make her sleepwalk? run you know why did it make her sleep run i mean she's barefoot and she woke up in a cemetery that's not cool and what's up with emily maybe it's not her call but i feel like there could have been a nicer way to approach bonnie not this jump scare thing all right well let's get into the superlatives best line or moment i'm gonna give it to lexi the unexpected surprise Seems like the wrong brother is in school or whatever. <laughs> Headcanon, Lexi was reliving high school and John Tucker must die. And I have switched up the reveal instead of like the best reveal. I'm just going to like rate the reveal because usually there's one reveal per episode. I was very 50-50 on whether or not Sheriff Forbes believed Damon. This episode has a lot of intense staring, and I couldn't really tell what was going through Sheriff Forbes's head. My short-term memory can be really shite sometimes, which makes this reveal really work on me. Um, when Lexi got verveined, I was caught off guard again, and I, and I was like, like, I love this show! It's still no, like, Catherine photo, but it was very good twisty twist. 8 out of 10, I don't know. There were no new additions to the OMG count. I don't think we added any at least. It's still two. They're both Elena's. But my boyfriend raised a good point. I should be keeping a kill count. So Damon kills two randos, each in the first two episodes, uh, plus Mr. Tanner, three druggies in the cemetery, Uncle Zach, and Vicky. Oh, and Logan fell, but hot take, that should be credited to Sheriff Forbes because she sent him to his death and covered it up. But that's 11, so add one rando and Lexi, making his total 13. So woof. <laughs> Unless I'm forgetting something, I could totally be forgetting someone. Um, all right, heart eyes, Bonnie's butterfly earrings. I can't wear earrings because of so many shitty, like, wish medals. But I really like how the butterflies are metal, are metal looking. Um, and Bonnie herself, when she calls herself a witch, 
She's absolutely glowing, and I get chills every time. <laughs> um, flame eyes. Caroline's dumbass dress. Looked like a dress with, like, short sleeves that were rolled inward to make it look sleeveless. That's, um, the material is also, like, that shitty polyester bodycon. It will show everything underneath and is not flattering. Like, the kind of fabric you'd mo most definitely have... Um, a panty line in and but even wearing a thong would it make a difference because it would still be visible um caroline accused bonnie of polyester but like her dress easily came out of forever 21 <laughs> very flammable <laughs> um all right wow okay that was episode eight this was short in terms of making notes but our world is finally starting to open up I feel like I say it at the end of every episode, but I really love where the show goes from here. There's going to be so much to talk about. Um, I can't wait to watch some more. So if you want to message me and tell me one of your favorite shows to watch, I will consider it. I don't have a podcast page or anything fancy yet, just my Instagram page for um, for my art. Um, but that is stabby tabby cat that's where i'm at um i'm going to be getting back into buffy after i hit 10 episodes here so that is going to come soon but for now thank you so much for hanging out with me catch you later bye